you're guarding those plants <laughs> it's true it's very true chris here with fancy plants podcast welcome to episode 38 and we are here with sue hello hello sue and amanda hi hello ladies how have you been it is getting to be the middle of may we're almost past that last frost warning date almost almost, almost. can't wait i can't wait like we've had like 500 winters this year <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that is so true and you know we had that beautiful weather about a month ago it was plus 18 the wind was nowhere to be seen the sun was shining the snow oh, was gone I best days of the year i, yeah, I right? got a sunburn so yeah yeah and then two days later an inch of snow yeah it was uh pretty it is heartening. So depressing. Yeah, you guys are lucky. You only got an inch here in town. There was like three and a half on my truck. I was like, this is too fucking stupid. I park in a garage, but I mean, still, all of that work the sun did to melt the snow from our our property um, was all undone. I made the mistake of agreeing to not park in the garage, and then I had to go somewhere, and I had to like ew deal with the snow. Ew. Oh no! I know. Yeah, we took our winter tires off, like. I don't know, winter 300, I think. <laughs> anyway, it snowed the next day. So I was kind of, when it snowed again here, there, almost a month ago, it was, um, you know, you just shake your head and wonder, did I wait too long? But I swear, the longer you wait, the more the snow's going to yeah. come. Well, and it still might not be over. There still very much might be another snow coming. Usually, May long weekend, uh, you go out camping, but you also get snowed on so well and to be honest we've had years where it snowed in june or july or august so it doesn't stick around i don't remember it snowing in august yeah like 2000 i want to say it was like 2006 damn we had damn we had a day where all of a sudden it snowed it didn't really stay for very long at all but yeah yeah and I remember we had one in June that broke a lot of trees because it was just heavy wet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Broke a lot of trees. Yeah, it's true. It happens. It happens. Um, so I have a pepper plant update. I completely gave up on all my seeds. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm okay with it um, because I did. I think I mentioned before I managed uh, to get some starters from Eve who very kindly took pity on me. Those starters are doing awesome in my tent. And then I found the three hot pepper um, mystery plants that I separated because they were all in one uh, container. They're doing really good. I topped them. I have no idea if I should have or not, but I did. And they're bushing out really nicely, starting to get a little some indications of flowers. And then I also have a couple of jalapeno starters who um, they're looking a little yellow, but I'm going to see if I can't fix that. So in my grow tent, I actually did add a 10 inch fan. I set it on the ground. Uh, everything is up on a table or, you know, built some sort of way to get the plants closer to the light. But I also have the light on one of those pulley things. Yep. So I can like make it crooked or I can move it around or whatever. So the fan sits on the floor, blows the air around. The plants seem to like it. Um, I did see a couple of fungus gnats, but I don't see them being a huge problem in there. So I think the fan actually really helps with that. It does. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't ever see them. I saw like I put some yellow sticky stuff in there. I saw a couple of them stuck to the things, but that was it. So and then I almost <laughs> the puma was actually hilarious. I opened up the tent the other day and it was completely shriveled. And I was like, oh, no, I was and I'm really the most excited about that one. Um, and I thought, OK, well, I'm just going to water it and see what happens. And somehow magically it came back. That's all right. Yeah. So I was really relieved that that came back. Um, so now I actually check the tent twice a day. Um, <laughs> these are my babies. And so and then I did overwater one. So it has edema and like it's it, it's a lot of learning for sure. And a lot of checking in and a lot of trying not to panic if I see something that I think is wrong. I'm like, okay, no, just try this fix that you already know how to do. It's so easy to panic, though, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this has gone wrong. And you just, you know, automatically go off the deep end. Oh, I, you know, and, you know, I want these peppers to work out so badly that I'm probably investing too much emotion into it. Um, and I mean, already to have to give up the majorly failed seed um, experiment was already kind of disheartening. But that's OK. I mean, that happened and that's the way it is. And I'm not even sure I'll try seeding again. We'll see. But um, yeah, so they're doing really well. So I'm really hoping to have some peppers for us all. That'll be exciting. And you know what? We'll try seeding again. Okay. We'll do it. And we'll we'll do it on a small scale. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then we'll learn some more stuff from when it doesn't. Yeah, totally. That's totally true. And I mean, I would say like maybe it's where I got the seeds from, but I got them from two different places and none of them worked. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, my mom for the last three years has been trying to start tomato plants mm. and she has failed in with them a one way or another for the last three years. And this year she's like, I'm going to try it again. I'm like, OK, let's let's do this. So she's five hours away from me. So I'm, you know, trying to coach over the phone and that. And she sent me a picture yesterday of this beautiful fat little tomato plant that I'm just like, oh, way to go, mom. Like that's that's greenhouse quality. Like awesome. Oh, good for her. So it it's a learning curve. Yeah, it, it really is. It and really is. not a single person is born knowing how to do it. It's yeah. all something we learn. I just thought that like after all the many hours of research research that I did, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can figure this out. And then just it just was so spectacular in its failment. Hey, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I approach yeah. things. So, yeah, it it's hard to like starting from seed and stuff. It is a lot of work, and it is kind of frustrating because you do have all that invested in it. But I always found like I live, I learn best from live and learn, mm-hmm. live and learn. Like you need to have some research so that you kind of know where you went wrong after you go wrong. But <laughs> live and learn, and try again. It seeds. Oh, more. yeah, you're totally right. Like, it's it's still disheartening, though. Yeah, it is because you, yeah. you get you do get invested the more. Yeah. And you're like, I got this. And then it's like, oh, I think I just overcomplicated it, honestly. And I that's think, OK. I think a lot yeah. of people do. Yeah. I think a lot of people stress with any kind of like outdoor, indoor, any kind of plant. They just really stress about everything to the point where they kind of overthink it and then they over. They overdo the little ninny picky things or maybe, I mean, you got to think some of the plants, they'll grow on a sidewalk crack. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and tomatoes and peppers especially are finicky. If you line up, you know, 
10 grandma and grandpas who have amazing gardens. And you're like, how do you grow this? They're going to go through all of these things and they're going to swear that that's the only way that it works, that they get these best yields. And all 10 of them are going to tell you something different. Yeah. What works for somebody might not work for somebody else. And like, it's, it's okay to be militant about, oh my, this is the way you have to do it. It is what it is. Yeah. 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 I went to a greenhouse and I, I got um, some tomatoes and peppers, a few. I got a Beaver Lodge, the Beaver Lodge Slicer, it's called. It's they, Beaver Lodge. they were developed in Beaver Lodge, which happens to be the same town that I work in. Just uh, up the hill from me is where they were developed. Can yeah, I just they, say that Beaver Lodge is like the most Canadian town name? It is. It, it really is. So for those of you that have never been to Beaver Lodge, I um, encourage you to Google it. It is home of the world's largest beaver. It is. There's a big beaver there. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love the fact that the town has embraced the name. So the liquor store is called Beaver Liquor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the Sheared Beaver yeah, as well for the hairdresser. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty it's pretty neat that way. But yeah, it was developed there. They have an agricultural. What would you call it? What is I, they, I they teach have out there all the time. Agricultural research station. There we go. And I teach out there all the time. So, yeah, this tomato was developed there. So we'll see how it got, does. I love it. It's called the Beaver Lodge Slicer. I bought the from the greenhouse I bought. They have their own cherry tomatoes that mm. they've developed. So I tried. I got one of those. I just got a bunch of different ones to try. I like to always grow different tomatoes and see which ones I like the best. Mm-hmm. The The Beaver Lodge Slicer is actually a very, it's a short season tomato. Mm. It's a good producer. It's It's a great tomato. That's what I figured. I was like, it's locally to produced. I live between Wembley and Beaver Lodge, so it'll grow in my area. It's going in my greenhouse, but yeah, it'll grow in my area and hopefully it's it's tasty. I got a Roma because I really like them. I like the Roma tomato because it's not so juicy and you can use it in yeah. like salsas and stuff. And then I got, uh, I think it's called like a Lemon Boy. Yeah. I like Lemon Boys. Yeah. They're less acidic. It's uh, a medium sized tomato. So somewhere between golf ball and racquetball. And they're another short season and they're a good producer yeah. as well. And so pretty with the yellow. Yeah. Yeah. I think with my next one, I'm going to try my next greenhouse tour I do. I'm going to try some a lemon boy again. Um, there was another lemon one I, I tried last year that failed miserably that I was thinking of trying. It wasn't lemon boy, but it was something lemon. It was supposed to be smaller. Yeah. There's, smaller. Uh, there's a ton of like small yellow one so there's the yellow pear there's uh there's, there's a, a golden version of sweet 100 all that yeah sort there's of stuff. a the sunkiss greenhouse the one that's like right by my house they also have and i kind of regret not buying it was called a bumblebee tomato so it's like a cherry tomato like a small vining tomato but it gets yellow or it's yellow with red stripes or red with yellow stripes on it isn't that kind of saying like a zebra is black with white stripes or white with black stripes? Yeah. Anyway, it's okay, multicolored. Cool. It's striped. So it's called the bumblebee. And it apparently was developed quite locally as well. Mm, that's super cool. Yeah. I didn't, I had no idea that there were tomato varieties created here. So many. Like I got, so I got three Romas because we like Romas too. Yeah. Um, you can never have enough Roma. But my plan <laughs> is to fill my cold storage room up this fall. Just fill it up. With canning and everything. I'm regretting cleaning out my garden boxes because I didn't do that last year and there were still tomatoes. 
So I actually find the dog in there once in a while. <laughs> and she's not like, she's not really like that generally, but she goes into those garden boxes all the time now. So I don't know what is in there, but she really likes it. And I always have to kick her out. <laughs> it's like so gross. Yeah, I had to, uh, when my dog gets the zoomies, he likes tearing through my raised flower bed. So I had to like do a hillbilly hobo fence of, you know, cut dead branches <laughs> off of trees in my yard so that he's less likely to tear through it. He's uh, he's he's special. <laughs> Amazing. What's new for you guys this week? Anything to anything to report? Oh, we're in the throes of blackout at work. So um, with the trees, when we have these beautiful long days, we're trying to harden them off and give them an artificial fall. Mm. So we're pulling big black and white tarps over top of the trees every night at mm. six o'clock. And then in the morning we go in and we pull them all off. Uh, which basically means my shoulder hurts and I'm covered in mud all the time. Well, that's tough because we're heading into solstice soon. And I mean, that's when we have, what did we say? 14 hours of sunlight or something that day? Oh, more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was like 17. Yeah. That yeah. could certainly be right. So the point is, is like, even now it's not getting dark until 10 or 11 at night. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, so to try and recreate fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, so we have these, uh, they're, they're plastic tarps and you crawl into the crop and you grab the corner of it and then you, you know, because I'm little, I brace myself against the greenhouse benching and I hold onto this tarp for dear life. Well, some much stronger person than me grabs it and pulls. So I'm trying to pull at the same time so that we can spread it across the, the trees and nine times out of 10, if I'm not ready, I get launched into the crop. I've oh. got a face full of tree. It's <laughs> it's spectacular. I come home from work. I've got mud up one side of my face. I have a blanket that I put on my truck seat so that I don't get my seat wet and yeah. muddy. Yeah. It's spectacular. Well, and, and I do have the sunrises and sunsets here for today. So the sun rise, rose, <laughs> rise, rose, rose, risen at. 5.53 this morning, and it didn't go down until 9.51, or it's not going to go down until 9.51. Yeah. So that's almost 16 hours of sunlight, and we're not even, we're still a month and a half away from solstice. So to try and create that, uh, that's a challenge, trying to it create is, a yeah. season like that, especially with the cold, you probably have to try and cool them down then? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and then if you have too much air going through the greenhouse, the plastic flips up on the crop and then you have trees that are getting too much daylight and yeah. they're not stopping growing and yeah it's it's craziness you, we also have to kind of remember that the sun when it goes what they consider going down doesn't mean it's dark outside like we still the horizon still stays light for an hour or so after yeah. that yeah yeah it's not it's not a fast sunset here like when you're no, closer to the equator yeah. yeah like when you're in the winter it's like it's 3 3 p.m. I'm up and then it's like, it's four, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just looking at June for sun in Grand Prairie and astronomical twilight never happens. Yeah. No, it, it does not happen. <laughs> yeah. No. No, the night of like, summer solstice and kind of like the week or so before and a couple weeks after you, you still have like the, there's light on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm terrible though. If I burn out a headlight in my truck in like May or June, I'm like, Whatever, I'll fix it in the fall when I actually need them again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what's going on with you? Oh, not much, not much. That's... Well, 
what we can do maybe is talk about the item you have brought for us today. Yeah. So I bought a um a pawn setup. So we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Um about different like growing mediums and stuff and this pond's kind of becoming bigger and bigger hearing more about it. My mom and my sister bought a pond setup. It was it's pretty expensive. But their plants are doing amazing to the point where I'm like, okay, I have to see for myself. And so I did spend money on it's called a one liter pot. It was the smallest one I could find. And um it was like forty dollars Canadian. So that's pretty expensive for a pot. That is expensive. It is. No, in their defense, the pot does come with the growing medium. But in my world, that's still really expensive. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say it it comes with everything you need other than the plant um, to get started with the pond. And it's quite a complicated looking system here. So anyway, it's just a gray plastic pot. There is a tube kind of thing in the middle of the pot that sticks up. So like where you would have your drainage hole, it actually has like a little piece of tube that sticks up out of there. With a plug at the bottom of the the little where the draining hole would come in on the outside. Little plug is there. So then you have this black tray. It has it's a circular tray. It has a little indent spot where you put this like water meter in so you can see how much water is in it and when it needs water and everything. So it might be a good setup for those of you that don't, you know are unsure, always unsure about the water and you're not really liking using like the chopstick or the wooden spoon in the water to see in your soil um, or your growing medium to see if it needs water. And then it has little air holes, little circular air holes and it has little legs that are hollow that um, to set it up, prop it up. So put that in. Yes. It's a kind of complicated system here. I didn't open up this one bag. It has a book. We're like legit unboxing right now, friends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it comes with like, that's a solid book. Like, that's not even like a fold-out three-pager with pictures. That's yeah, a solid is, book. This isn't my type of instructions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably end up Googling it. I've had it for a bit. I just don't know what plant to put in. But my sister, she's always such good help. She's like, you need to buy a plant for it. So maybe I'll do that. Can I see the pot, Sue? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this pot's pretty big, actually. Yeah, they call it's, it one liter. I don't know what it's size. It's probably an eight or ten inch pot. Yeah. It's a good size. And it's nice plastic. Yeah, it's quite heavy duty. Yeah. So, And then this thing that sits inside, like, sits on legs so that the water goes underneath it, I'm guessing? Yeah, so that's going to create your reservoir underneath. That's going to be your, your drainage tray. It's got... Um, it, it'll... Pond will wick up water much like uh, Lekka will, but it's... Um, yeah, it's got the false bottom in it, which is actually, it's a nice heavy plastic. Yeah. It's well made. What brand is this? This is um, the original pond brand. It's uh, made from in Germany or Russia. Germany, I believe it is. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, Le Chuza. Le- okay, L-E-C-H-U-Z-A. Yeah. You know oh, what? Yeah, I-, I see that. I have the website right here, actually. Yeah. I And you know what I'm going to say is that uh, it, this is going to be, you know, Gross generalization, but Germans make incredible pots. <laughs> they like there's so many brands that that come out of Germany for pots, and they are lots and lots of good quality. We are like getting wild in here, banging around our microphones. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, it. Sorry, <laughs> so I love it. There's actually three books that come with it. One's really thick. Please and, tell me um, there's like 84 languages in there, and yeah, there is. Okay, good. There is. So. 
Yeah. So you put in this little red. So in this one bag, hopefully I don't lose anything. This little red. Oh, there's the little red plug. Okay. So you put in this tube. And my favorite part is this tube is taped together with a tiny red tube. And then there's like a gray kind of more PVC pipe size, you know. The tiny red one looks like the uh, the spray nozzle from the WD-40 can. Yeah, it, that's exactly like you put it on the end and then it sprays it out. But anyway, it's held together with a sticker that has a picture on it and it says no. And it has an arrow pointing down. So and then there's one where it says yes, but it doesn't even look like what the sticker, like the picture on the sticker doesn't even look like what it's st- stuck to. Um, so there's that. And so I'm assuming this is going to go into this little tube thing here. It's kind of like a U-shaped tube. I'm assuming it's going in here somehow and then in the the grower pot. So I'll pass that to Chris. And cool. Then, and then so he's really smart at figuring things okay. out. So. so this oh. is a separate piece. So um, I'm the I'm the sum assembly required station. Yep. OK, cool. So this is a totally separate piece. It sits on top of the false bottom and there is also a separate tube with a small tube. (laughs) Oh, good. All right. So I've got some assembly required over here. So I've got the pot with me that's got the false bottom in it. And let's look at uh, the stickers. Um, Sue, is this the Classico? Uh, Yes. The Classico Color 21. Perfect. So I have a link to that that I'm going to make sure we um, put on our social media because I think that'll help us. It's it's actually really hard to describe this product. (laughs) It is. So I have all these little pieces. There was a bag that had the instructions in it and it had all these little pieces. So I'm trying to look in the pictures and I'm trying to read. It's telling me my plant will flourish naturally. With a sub-irrigation system from La Chouza. Okay, so I'm over here and I've got the false bottom out of the pot. And there is a guard for the um, uh, the water gauge. Yeah. So that actually just slides really nicely onto the shelf for the uh, the false bottom. So in the little pieces that I have that go with that, and I'm not sure what goes where, I have a little glass tube that has red lines on it that say minimum and maximum. And that looks like it sticks up above the plant on that setup that Amanda has there. And it's about, I don't know, I'd say like two and a half inches long. And so in the picture, it kind of looks like the red straw on that one, the one that looks like it's for the WD-40. The WD-40 can? Sticks up out of the soil. But then there's also this little cage-like thing with styrofoam in it oh um, boy there's more it's very little oh yeah there's there's more <laughs> oh oh the styrofoam cage actually uh coincides with the sticker on the tube that's what i was thinking oh, and you take the styrofoam out because it's just i think protecting it right no you I think have you, the styrofoam oh, it's a float yeah the styrofoam oh. is a float good thing right. i didn't take that out of there then. <laughs> yeah then there's like this which i i'm thinking goes over the styrofoam just so that it's not right in the water but it's still kind of in the water and then it can can pull. i take your sticker off Okay, cool. Can we, we should just keep the no sticker. I, I do like, I, I enjoy the no sticker. The no sticker is kind of fabulous. And so there's another little piece. I don't know. It's like a round tube with like a smaller round tube sticking out of it. Okay, here we go. And then there's some that kind of That was a top. technical description over there. This is, this is why um, it's amazing that I build my own shelves and stuff from Ikea because that's how I describe things. So this is... 
This is just a little flat thing and it has a circle in there. I'm going to guess it's some kind of like top kind of closure for the water access, like where you have the straw and the tube sticking out. Gotcha. I would assume it's This that. is complicated. I, I am... I'm building. I'm building over here. So, and uh, just so everybody knows, Sue has the pictures. So I am winging it. She is, and she's doing an amazing job. And I'm just going to say the pictures aren't really helpful. Uh oh. Um. Oh, that doesn't. Uh-oh. So then, here, there's more pieces. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> So Amanda's just trying to figure it out as I explain it, which is because I have the pictures. I feel like you need the book, Amanda. Yeah, we're going to have Amanda the book in a second here. (laughs) So once you have all those pieces together, then you put in the the lechusa, however you say it. Uh, It looks like a bag of fish tank gravel is what it It, looks like. It does. And it's made of lava rock, um, pumstone. Give me the pictures here so I can try and build while you guys are... Holy crap. So it looks like it's this made of... This book is like... Four, I know. And then here's the other little books. Because there's more. Oh, do you know why, though? I think it's because there's several languages in it. Yeah. And well, and it's very descriptive. Like it says, you'll notice this. And then there's a book that just has all the different... Like you can get oh, outdoor wait, pots. Okay, okay. Okay. Chris is sniffing the book. Do you want to know why? Yes. It smells like Hawaii. I think it smells like a fish tank. Oh, all right. Okay. Let me, let me sniff. But you can get uh, outdoor. Don't, don't, don't sniff all the sniff. Yeah, breathe it. on it. Just wave it around a bit first. <laughs> so it comes with a, a book that has the products in it as well, and you can get like outdoor planters. And I imagine those would be probably like four hundred dollars. So or... I actually do have the website here. So the pot that you have on the website is probably USD thirty two dollars. Um, and the larger pots are yes are more than that for sure so there's a classico i think it's a bit bigger and it has like a different kind of insert in it it looks like 53 dollars. yeah so i looked at that one but it was just i i'm i just wanted to try it so i wanted that's the smallest pot i could find yeah that that would make sense because there's other ones here who are that are quite large where they're like a hundred dollars i found picture instructions this is my kind of building my kind of building pass me the picture (laughs) instructions all right yeah picture instructions i'm seeing prices range from like a hundred bucks down to eighteen bucks. Well, and then I noticed at the at the greenhouse that I got this at, um, just kind of out towards Beaver Lodge. Seems as Beaver Lodge is the topic, and um, she's a really really nice little greenhouse. Really nice lady to to uh, you know converse oh. with while you're buying plants. She um, her name is Tina, and she's awesome. Yeah, she's really awesome. And so there's also ones that are they come with the setup but they don't come with the pawn. And then you can also buy the pawn separate, which mm. is quite expensive for, for the little bag. So she's bought like big bags and then divided it up in different sizes herself just to, you know, so people buy it and it's not quite so expensive. But I really wanted to try it. But the thing is, my sister and my mom's plants did so well with it. My sister decided, her and I kind of talked and researched and decided to kind of make our own, her own pawn. And I'm going to try some of hers against this just so that I can see a difference. So one of the things um, or one of the benefits to the pond itself is apparently it comes with nutrients in it. Mm, interesting. And it's supposed to be like no bugs. You won't get like um, rot. You won't get bugs and pests, um, especially fungus gnats. They can't live in the what you're using. Right. So my sister made a recipe and she tried it and it's it's working. She posted on the plant group um, a picture that she did like a week ago or not a 
She just put it in her mix a week ago and it's already got a lot of new growth. It's a fishbone cactus. So yeah, we use like crazy things when we're looking up because we can't, everything that the, the pond recipe calls for, um, we can't exactly get mm. here in Canada. So we went cheap and got the chicken grit. I've heard of that before. Yeah. yeah. And some fish tank stuff. And that's probably why it smells like a fish tank. Um, but we got some fish tank things and just, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to do a little post about, about Sorry, that. I'm getting all crazy over <laughs> here. All three of us have right now. Yeah. No, we're all, we're all, yeah, we're all, we're moving around. Now. So okay. the pot is built. Okay. And there's the pond, but maybe we don't put the pond in until we put the plant. No. So it's not, it doesn't seem like very much. It's not because it looks like, how are you supposed to put? It's then you going to barely cover the bottom. Yeah. Then it looks like you plant in your normal, whatever kind of soil you're using on top of that. Oh, I thought it was just that. See, now, if you put normal soil on top of that, you're going to get the point. You can still get fungus gnats and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I have to read the instructions because I'm a little confused because my sister shows it going to the top, but that's definitely not going to cover to the top no. of that. So, and I have a price update as well. Okay. So maybe if you can find what, if we're supposed to put more soil in that or not, um, it looks like you can get all sorts of different planters, including one that has a face, a little little kid planter. Oh, it looks cute. Like super, super cute. Um, I see pricing here up to $400, depending on the size. And it, there's like hanging baskets. It looks like there's stuff for inside. There's stuff for outside. There's actually one that looks like has a trellis so that you could grow a vining plant on it, maybe like a vining tomato or oh, peas that's or something. Um, so it looks like there's a lot of different things you can... I know it smells so good. That I don't know why that booklet smells amazing. I'm but. sorry. I'm sitting over here sniffing the booklet. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like you can get um, lots of different options. Tall, short, wide, rectangular, round. Um, all the human shapes. All the human shapes. So lots of options there. But I do agree they are quite expensive. But like, if you consider, we have a lot of imported plants. Mm-hmm. I'm that still you a cheap ass. everywhere. And I know we try to be cheap, but if it made your plant like double in size in no time and maybe made it so it's easier, you don't have to remember to to water it, you know, and check on it as often, maybe it's worth it. Okay, so I just set this pot up on the shelf and I just set the small bag of pond in there, the the one that would maybe cover just the bottom. Yeah. It's going to be like once you get water in that reservoir, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to ask my sister because she built it, um, her and my mom's and, and everything. So I'll have to ask her, like, is this enough? What, what do you do? Yeah. What's the growing medium here? Because I'm not seeing. I'm just looking at this picture because this picture that come on where all the little parts were, it shows a plant and you can kind of like see dirt on top of the pot see if you were to because it's got a true bottom in it i know mm, that rocks yeah. don't uh um they just create a false bottom for drainage and they don't actually work that way but this one here i imagine will work a lot like leka because there's a physical plastic barrier between the water yeah and the rocks and you've got your maximum and minimum water levels so long as you don't go over maximum it, the soil itself should just wick up what it needs from 
the from the rock layer itself. So it might be that this is all you need and you just put your traditional growing mix on top. That would make sense with the true false bottom in there and the minimum and maximum water line. Yeah. I and wouldn't want to try it without the maximum line because I know I would put too much water in and then just waterlog my plant. Yeah, because your your false bottom sits and creates so that there's like a level you still have an airspace yeah before before you have your your leca so the pictures are showing to fill it up with with the growing substrate yeah which i mean obviously the planter does not come with enough no oh they're they're showing to fill it up with the actual pond itself yeah i'm just watching a little video here okay (laughs) and the pictures show the pond going right up to the top of this of the okay. surface but i mean yeah they're filling this planter completely with pond they actually have a separate uh bucket of it as they're building this planter so if they are intending for you to fill the planter up with this pond it looks like you have to buy a whole separate bucket of it because holy schmoly because <laughs> it barely came with what i would say is a cup or two maybe maybe yeah maybe. Like, there's enough to uh, let's see here. There's probably enough to fill the legs in the false bottom and maybe give you a centimeter or so yeah, uh, of coverage yeah, along the say, bottom of the pot. It, it's probably, I would say, like a cup to a cup and one third of a cup of, uh, of stuff. So I'm going to have to get some more before I do this. They also have ones, I guess, that come, don't come with that. They have a different kind of bottom with a wick on it. Mm-hmm. And they're meant for grower pots, but from my understanding, you still have to put leca in the or the leca, not leca, um, the pond in the grower pot, and then it sits and it just kind of works a little bit differently. Um, but it is a risen false bottom with like a a, a fabric wick. Oh, okay. So I'm just looking at the FAQ, and they're saying check the plant soil or the lechuza pond. So maybe they aren't saying, like, if you don't want to buy a giant bucket of pond, you can use soil. But it's not really very clear anywhere that I'm seeing on their website. Yeah, I'll have to fully read instructions. I hate when stuff isn't super clear because then you're like, so the three of us are all grasping at straws here. I feel so bad for somebody who is just new to this. And they're like, they get into this because it's supposed to be amazing. And you're like, do I need more? Do I, you know, you're, you're guessing. Yeah. And like, I'm cool with guessing because if I kill something, I don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people do. And that's just not fair to them. Yeah, I I think, you know, and maybe in in Germany, they understand instructions a lot better than the people (laughs) in Canada do. Maybe something was lost in translation. (laughs) And I'm I'm, I'm just not seeing any sort of direction there. Um, And so... What they are saying, though, is, you know, the benefit for this is that it's not soil, so you don't have some of the problems you would have with soil, but then they're not saying, hey, we only only gave you, like, a cup of the stuff, P.S., you have to buy more. So I think that's kind of lacking on their website. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about that, but that's okay. I My sister made some, and so if I need to fill it, maybe I can get some off her and she if it is works, your sister she owes you <laughs> yeah and so and if it works i think i would like to transfer some more in there just because i'm thinking i'm having a hard time since we moved with the watering schedule because everything's completely different my big room with all the windows that's kind of connected to the rest of the house kind of open space to the rest of the house that we labeled the sunroom 
I find that in there, my plants that used to always dry out really fast aren't. But then you go to the west side of the house where I have like a huge, I have two huge bay windows. Those are like drying out faster than I can, anything in those rooms dries out faster than I can say boo. And so I'm really having a hard time getting into a routine like before I just go around and check what plants, but it almost became automatically, I knew which ones would have to be watered and which ones wouldn't and everything. And now it's all messed up. And I'm like, what is, what is going on? And you know what, even like I just moved my office down to the basement. So my previous office only had a north facing window. My basement office has just a tiny window. Uh, And again, it's probably taken two months, two and a half months of my plants going, I ain't growing for you. What the hell have you done to me? And that now I'm starting to get all my blooms again. I'm starting to get a bunch of new growth. And anytime you switch environments, give yourself time. It's Mm going to take months to get into a a new routine where you're going to be able to walk through the house and go, I know you need a drink. You're probably fine. That's okay over there. Yeah. And I think because our house is like, you know, it's a fair size and the humidity is different in that front main room. That's also where we have our wood stove, where I have a pot of water that just sits there. We haven't really used the the wood stove that much lately. But the water just sits there and, you know, everyone's like, can I take that pot off? And I'm like, no. (laughs) But we're in the front part of the house. It's kind of more separated from that main part. And um, I think it's getting less humidity. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of wood, like everything's oak trim. We got wood, like real hardwood floor. We got, yeah, we got a lot of wood in the house. And so I think when you have a lot of wood things in your house, it helps suck up. Some of the humidity. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. I was going to ask you how that was going, so I'm glad. glad yeah, you told yeah. Us I that. find it's a little bit. I, I still haven't figured it out what plants because you know a lot of them I haven't transplanted. Actually, nothing I've transplanted really um, since I moved. And so the plant that was drying out before is now the soil's moist for sometimes like two weeks, and I'm just like, that's so weird. Why? <laughs> well, and then I have other plants that are like, I'm so thirsty. Give me now. Like Amanda was pointed out. Amanda actually got to see my house. And um, finally, when she dropped me off one day and yeah, my agaves were a little thirsty because they're where before I mean, I watered them once and they'd be good for a long time. And now they're like, nope. See, and your your agaves now are acting a lot more like mine. My agave, I have to water once a week or they're like, you know what, lady? We don't like it. <laughs> the, the thing with your sunroom, the reason why they're probably taking longer to dry in your sunroom is your sunroom is actually a bit on the cooler side. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, so they're going to, cooler plants take longer to dry out. Warmer plants, like in that, you know, beautiful, warm, kind of more contained room on the west side of the house, they're going to dry out faster. Well, one thing you can do with pond <laughs> that is a bonus, um, some of them have inserts. So they're saying you can like move your plants around really easily. I don't know. I, you know what? I'm not completely sold on this. I am looking forward. I think it would work for plants. Oh, absolutely. But it seems like to me, it's pretty expensive and I, it doesn't look like they give you everything that you need. And also I'm not seeing good instructions on what to do next. See, I kind of get bitter at companies that do that. I'm just like, okay, you've, you've sold me this complete kit. Why do I have to buy more stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of a, I am, I won't lie. I'm a little disappointed in that, but 
I'll uh, once I put a plant in, I'll have to post it, Definitely. and then maybe like in a week, we'll just see if we can see a, a difference, yeah. and then maybe in a month from there, see and see maybe maybe it's something you know that interests somebody. Maybe they have a plant they're just struggling with watering schedules, things like that. We'll see. They how... do look like beautiful, um, high quality products. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I I would say that this this pot, even though it's you know a plastic pot. Is a beautiful high quality yeah, pot. Is nice. Absolutely, it does. It's not one that you'd have to put in a ceramic pot to to hide it, right? Because that's what I do. Love. And actually, I am looking at Canadian pricing. I oh, didn't nice. realize that, and that's so that's so abnormal. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, I'm like, what do you mean it's in Canadian yeah. dollars? I have not factored this in. <laughs> and actually, you know what? What I would say is, if you are if you have a website where you're selling internationally, I would mark that it's CAD or USD or whatever because. It's a global world, man. And I hate it when I can't tell what currency I'm using. Right? Yeah. Sometimes it's disappointing because you're like, this is so cheap. And then you're like, oh, no, not once I put in Canadian dollars. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Connect dollars. I think we've all been burnt by that at least once. Or like, oh, man, really? Or you get so excited. You actually like you pay for it. You don't pay attention to that final total as much as you should where it says like USDCA, all that, and you pay for it. And then all of a sudden you look at your credit card statement, and you're like, what was this much money? And then you realize. That's Canadian problems. It yeah. is. A, it's 100% Canadian problems. Uh, well, Sue, thanks for bringing that in. We will definitely look forward to um, your experience with it. And I don't know if you're planning on putting more pawn in it or you're maybe the homemade version, but um, yeah, we'll look forward to an update. Yeah, on that. we'll see what I do. We'll see what I do. I'm probably going to be stopping at my sister's on the way home being like, give me some of that. <laughs> Can I ask for that, please? Yeah. I love it. Um, so something else we were talking about today that we've been kind of wanting to talk about this for a little while, our living walls. And I know um, there are a couple of airports. Edmonton is one and Vancouver oh, is another where they have these completely insane living walls. They are beautifully designed. They're actually... Um, they're kind of art. Well, not they're not kind of art. They are art, just in the way that they have been designed. Um, and we just thought we might talk about living walls a little bit. And then, you know, if can you have these in your home? And if you did, like, what do you, how do you consider that? Um, what considerations do you make? Because there's lots of different ways to do it as well. Mm-hmm. And you can do it inside, outside, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Now, there's... So many products available for living walls. And I will say that if you are going to put it inside, make sure that it is waterproof mm-hmm. and dry. Like I know you can buy um, like the felts. They're, they're like a felted pocket that you can hang on the wall. Please, please, please do not hang that on your wall. Even if you put, you know, a plastic barrier or something behind it. You are running the risk of rotting your house. Yeah, you'd almost want to build something that mm-hmm. would would be waterproof, and that would take a con- considerable amount of work. I think. Yeah, and there are some like self-contained uh, containers. Uh, I know one of our auto body shops here in town actually has a living wall in their shop. There's one like if it's a commercially installed one, it it's designed for that moisture, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. There was but. a senior care home. I think you helped them cut it down, actually. They had the planter boxes on the floor. Mm-hmm. And they were, I know it's down the floor, like they're like four feet or five feet yeah. tall or whatever, where all the plants are planted. And then the roots, or sorry, the vines 
were trained to go upward. But Absolutely. there was a problem with that, wasn't they there? They ended up with a really, really bad infestation of mealy and scale. Mm. And scale is a really tough one. And that's one thing to consider, like, if you have a living wall and you are, you know, you end up with scale on one part of it. Scale is incredibly difficult to treat because once it gets that hard shell on it, pesticides don't really work. So at that point, you could be ripping the entire thing out. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it, that's the part, the down, the, major d- that's the downside. downside to it. Yeah. So I think that there's a few different ways to do this. So I'm seeing one way here is, for example, taking nice and simple Taking a picture frame, throwing some soil in it, maybe some chicken wire, and then popping succulents into it. Yep. So something like that, I think, is kind of an easy place to start. I think it would be an easy place to start. I think it'd be a good one because succulents don't need a whole heck of a lot of water. So you could just like mist it um, probably to get that soil behind like where you stick them in to kind of get that a little bit wet. And you're probably not going to risk damaging your wall. But if you are going to do something where... Um, it needs more water at all, or you're going to be putting moss a little hold water. I would definitely suggest in that picture frame um, or the, what are they called that they, they use? They're kind of like more of a box, like a shadow frame. Like yep. a shadow box. Yeah. yeah, a shadow box is putting something waterproof behind it. So some ways you could do that is I imagine you could coat it with like rubber spray or you could silicone it or you could um, put some sort of liner in it and glue it in is kind of the way I would probably approach that. But um, the other consideration too is like, it's water running out of the bottom of this thing. Where does that go? So I'm imagining you could get pretty technical with this stuff where you have to make sure that you have some sort of growing medium you can stick the plant in. Somehow mm-hmm. you have to make sure that gravity doesn't pull it down to the floor. Um, and then you have to make sure that there is some sort of watering system that is not going to leak water out the back or out the bottom. And then you have to consider pests as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it's a lot of consideration. So how would a person, is it even advisable to do this on your own? Or would you always want to have help with that? I think you'd probably want to have help with it. But I mean, if you were going to do it on your own, I would suggest building a faux wall. Yeah. Something that is protecting what you have behind yeah. it. Um, alternately, if it's something that you can take off the wall regularly to have a look behind to make sure that you aren't uh, catastrophically damaging your house, I guess you could start on a small scale, you know, uh, eight by eight square frame, something tiny and, you know, set it on the kitchen counter for now till you make sure that it works. I mean, that's a good point because this thing's going to be heavy, too. It is. It's going to be incredibly heavy. Extremely heavy. heavy. Because you got to think it's heavy when you get the dirt and the soil. Or your, sorry, not your dirt. That's okay. I'll I'll let it slide. (laughs) When you get your soil in there um, and all your things and your plants and your your devices to hold the plants in, it's heavy. But now you got to water it. And like when you water your plant, the pot gets pretty, like it gains a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you need to replace that growing medium, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to like tear it apart and start over from scratch again, I think, if you I have think to replace that. Outdoors, though, along your fences, on your decks, all of that sort of stuff. It There's so many easy options to do living walls. You can build them out of pallets. Um, 
a barnwood frame. Who cares if the water runs through it? There, there's uh, the the felt uh, wall pockets that you can hang. Mm -hmm. There's so many beautiful options, and it gives you a ton of space. Yeah, you know, even if you're in an apartment and you've got a balcony. Mm. It's, you know, not taking up valuable real estate on your balcony and you've got the balcony railing there that is already designed for heavy shit. Yeah, totally. I um I did have some thoughts about building something like this in my bathroom, my ensuite upstairs, because there's a tub with like a tile surround. So there's probably about six inches of room um, between the, well, maybe eight, between the tub, rim and a, a cupboard. So the cupboard is probably four feet deep and then it goes up to the ceiling. So let's call it six feet tall. And what I did want to do was actually build some sort of structure to have a living wall there. So mm -hmm. some of the considerations were, how do I get water in there? How do I make it water? How do I make it waterproof? So I'm, I'm almost thinking like we would build some sort of frame and coat it with like pond material like and you know, well, pond, the <laughs> pond liner the yeah. the paint on pond liner is amazing right there i don't know if it's available in canada but there is something um and it's called living wall master mat and it's um it's an acrylic alum, uh emulsion 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 paint there we go thank you um because i can't speak so yeah and it's a uh, makes a dry sheet to make it safe for living walls. Um, so that might be something to coat your faux wall with. That's cool. I think that's a really cool product, Sue. I'm definitely going to take a deeper dive into that. Uh, and then maybe instead of using um, like a loose growing medium, you could possibly use like a sheet of uh, coconut core or something like mm -hmm. that where the roots can stick to it. Of course, you'd want to have a specific type of plant there, but maybe that is a solution for needing any sort of growing medium then of course you're thinking about nutrients and how do i get the water in there so i was thinking of all sorts of ways to have like some sort of pvc piping where you know you put some water and it just kind of trickles down and then there's like a reservoir on the bottom maybe that has some growing medium and some plants are rooted down there so i got pretty in into the weeds with it but yeah. i felt like there was some potential there yeah uh wicking systems are a very common way to Make it so you don't have to pour water on a vertical surface and hope that it sticks. Yeah. yeah. Um, you definitely have to have that. Yeah. So either a wicking system that's gravity fed from the top down mm -hmm. or from the bottom up or both that meet in the middle, depending on the size. Yeah. It, it, I think the integration of a watering system is pretty vital. Yeah, it is. It's crucial. Yeah. Um, there is actually a really neat company out of Vancouver. And I've sold their products before. It's called By Nature Designs. And they have actually developed a, a living wall frame. And a lot of times they'll sell them planted, but you can get them unplanted as well. And they, it, it's usually a nice kind of four inch frame. They have a water system in the bottom that has a float in it so you can see mm -hmm. when it does and doesn't need water. It's got a wicking system built into the back. They're completely waterproof. They're actually quite a neat um, way to do it. The other, and their products, I I've used to sell them all the time. They're actually a really good quality product and they make a bunch of different sizes. Mm. So that's a nice way to start out. Another thing that you can do if, um, 
you want the look without the worry is to get uh, preserved reindeer moss because mm. you can get it in so many colors and it's got that alive, natural look to it and build yourself a barn board frame and glue your moss in there. It's going to stay soft and look nice oh, without having pretty. to, you know, worry about it's kind of like having a living wall. Kind yeah, of, yeah. And especially like if you're looking at these um fiber mats or felt mats, mm -hmm. you do you can really only go up to a certain size. Yeah. Yeah. Because those roots are gonna rip all that off. Cause it will get heavy. Yeah, it's gonna get incredibly heavy. Yeah. So I like the moss sounds really beautiful. And I've actually seen um somebody do like a mass mott or wow a um, moss mat <laughs> that was awesome um, i'm not editing that out because it's funny <laughs> see and yeah like i've seen like the pinterest where it's like the shower mat yeah, of, exactly. and all i can think of is when i'm walking through the forest barefoot that on that living moss my feet come out of there filthy that's a good point yeah <laughs> like, I, i've wondered that too i've also heard that people using them and having mold problems because it holds the water and it's not the moss or anything that goes moldy it's just it holds water and so it allows humidity which will allow like a bathroom already is kind of a humid place mold to like grow in in those little corners around your tub and in stuff they found and that nannies, increased yeah. yeah they found that it increased did you say that. crooks and nannies i did say crooks and nannies okay, i'm not the only one here then yeah, yeah. <laughs> nooks and crannies oh no, yeah, I, I, always, I always say crooks and nannies i love it i yeah. love it oh man i um and actually, one of the greenhouses we went to, um, Willow Valley near us, it, they have some, uh, what's the word, pallets. So they have some pallets they took and made into living walls. And they're quite neat, just for like outside for herbs and everything. And I thought that was kind of neat little idea. Yeah, Bev has been using those. Sorry, I, I've spent a lot of time working in greenhouses, so I don't think of our local greenhouses by the greenhouse name. I think of them at, by the, the owner. person. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Willow Valley, Bev, um, she's had uh, four. I think there's four. Yeah. Yeah. Four big. And they're, they're like two pallets tall. So they're like six or seven or eight feet tall. And she's used those for a few years and she plants them up differently every year. And they're gorgeous. Uh, one year we had a big, um, kind of uh spirally swooshy of one color with red on like red colored plants on the top and another on the bottom it was quite pretty yeah i thought that was kind of i've seen those and i was like i've seen them on pinterest and stuff before but to see them in actual real life i was mm -hmm. like that's actually a really great idea but once again very heavy oh yeah yeah i think she has them on this year on like like a ba very heavy duty homemade kind of tripod yeah, and um, uh, let me tell you, I've helped her move those before. Don't do it. Yeah, they're heavy. I know, like, you see people do hang them on the fence, and I'm like, how heavy, like, how sturdy is your fence? I always think, we have wind. Like, our breeze is probably 30, like, yesterday was probably a breezy day to us. It was 35 kilometer hour winds. Like, we have, like, 80 kilometer hour winds. Oh, yeah. Often. Yeah. So you take that, you put it on your fence board, and then you get the wind blowing against it. I don't know. Is it going to hold your, is your fence going to hold up? Uh, I, the structural integrity of the fence in my yard is questionable at best on a non-windy day. Yeah. So, um, we have the, on the one side of us, we have the quintessential, uh, white picket fence. 
mm-hmm. um, that I think is older than the house. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I'm sure it predates the house by about 50 years. Um, but uh, on a windy day, you can watch the fence rock in the breeze. Yeah. So we should probably replace that. But yeah, I think it looked neat. Um, I think if you did it somewhere where it was pretty sheltered, it would probably be a little bit better. But it is heavy and you got to figure out how you're going to water all that. Um, and, but it was neat. It's you know neat. what? I think I'm actually going to try to build a tiny one. Like a two by two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to give that a shot because I see one here. It's so cute. And um, I kind of am going to try it out. And that way it won't be too heavy either. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially like you've got that ledge in the bathroom. So there's already tile there. It's already yeah. waterproof. Yeah. So if for some reason something leaks or what have you. It's you, not. Yeah, you're good to go. Super critical. Yeah. And you've got a pretty handy husband. I know, right? Right? Husby. Husby. <laughs> this is the episode. <laughs> we can all speak us today. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I do like the idea of um, having something maybe that's two by two, doesn't get too heavy. Maybe it has like herbs and you hang it by your kitchen. Oh, yeah, I wanted to do that in our old house because we had the, the west windows. And I was just trying to figure out how, because I, I love fresh herbs, like, but I find when I put them in a pot, they do great and then they suck, right? Herbs mm. are not great houseplants. They, they're, yeah. they're grumpy. <laughs> and then the, our new house, we actually have no windows in our kitchen. There's a door, but I mean, you can't use it because there's like a cupboard right across from it. Um, so it just doesn't work for plants, that door. And then it has a skylight, but it's actually the only downside is uh, there's no windows in there. Mm. And I don't know if the skylight would really, because it's kind of filtered, right? I don't know if the skylight would count for plant light. So, yeah, that's what's there. So I'm thinking that the living walls that are in, like, airports and commercial applications are probably really expensive. Absolutely. And they're a custom build. That is... um quite the incredible uh, building market to be able to do. Well, and they also probably pay someone to come in and maintain it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been that person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. That's true. So So I think what I'm going to try it. And you know what? If any of you out there have any sort of living wall inside your homes, and even if it's outside, I really want to see it. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. They're spectacular. Yeah. Even if it's just a little baby guy or if you have like thrown all of your efforts at it. I think that's a, I would, I really want to see them. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think they're neat. Um, I like it. I just, yeah, like you said, it's that they're heavy and you got to think about, you know, if it gets bugs or if you have to redo the soil and all that kind of stuff, yeah, all the, totally. all the work that goes into it, but I'm sure all that work is worth it. I think I'm just going to try some matting maybe. Oh, like a coconut core yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. 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 I'm going to maybe try herbs. Just to start yep. in my kitchen, because we have um, Richard would like to have some more like fresh herbs available. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and we have that spot right in between the windows where the table is. So See, I think that would work really good. Yeah. And if you had a res- water reservoir at the bottom and a drip system or whatever that came to the top, you could put a little aquarium pump in there oh, to, yeah. to keep the water circulating. Yeah. So that way, as it ran down, it just kind of a constant kind of keeps going yeah. oh yeah that's really interesting okay i wonder if you took you know like um i see them home sense lots they're on a leg um they're on a leg on legs and they have like a faux wicker it's plastic kind of top and then 
they're for like on your patio or whatever. You put your plants in them. If you took one of those and built the wall in that so it can drip in there and you can have your pump and you can't see it, but it's still kind of aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. and then have that, that cycle go around. Yeah, you'd have to be very careful that your pump didn't put more water up than what your drip system allowed to come down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, well, I'll report back. And if I ever actually do it, because I, in my spare 10 seconds. Uh, and I'm really good at starting <laughs> projects. I, know, right? I am so good at starting projects. <laughs> yeah. I know. I read a book and I need to pull it out again. It was called like the the happiness project. And it was talking about like not finishing projects because I'm also a queen of that. I start things or I like get into something and I become obsessed with it. And then, I, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, meh. <laughs> yeah. But here's okay. what I will say. We're sticking with this. This is a project. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, you know, we're doing good. Yep. We're doing, yeah, we're doing good on the plants. But yeah, just starting little projects in the house, like crafty, crafties. I start crafties and then I, I'm, I'm I with you. I have a lot of calligraphy nibs. Yeah. <laughs> and ink, like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I have I all kinds quite... of stuff. And um, yeah, I'm, I always start crafts and never finish them. When we're retired, ladies. But well, that's what the book's point is, is to finish them. Yeah. And try to focus on that one thing at a time. I totally hear you. Any last comments on living walls before we turn in? They're so beautiful to look at. I, I love them. And it's, you know, I get excited when I'm at the Edmonton airport, not because I'm going somewhere, but because I get to stand and look at the wall. Yeah. And it's like quite a ways down. So you, it's a trek. Oh, to yeah. yeah to like it, it's wall. a mission. I'm like, okay, we've got 45 minutes before we board. Yeah. So that is uh, 15 minutes to walk down there, 15 minutes to Google it, 20 if we run back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sue, any last thoughts on living walls? Yeah, just uh, have fun and, and protect. You don't want to make your moldy house. Yeah, you don't want to make true. your house moldy. That's true. I'm going to give it a try and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, so again, if you have living walls, share them with us. We really, I'm desperate to see them, to be perfectly honest with yeah, you. Yeah, oh, I love them. Uh, and you can do that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Fancy Plants Podcast. We are also on Instagram at Fancy Plants Podcast. You can email us your living walls to social at fancyplantspodcast.com. Thank you for listening with us this week. And we will see you next week when we're talking plants. Bye. Bye. It's all about them plants. Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. Mm. I love a green color. Mm-hmm. The fancy plants. Oh, yeah.